Welcome to the Delve Into Money podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. This is the personal finance podcast where we attempt to demystify money by reviewing books and applying what we learn to our own financial journeys. Thank you so much for listening today. This is episode number 42 of Delve Into Money. Today, we're going to try and help you get paid. Yes, you heard that right. I want to try and help you get a promotion or raise. So up front, let me say, I'm not promising you anything. Many of you, I'm sure, are in places that the raise is just not possible. And I get that. But there's a number of you that have not gotten a raise or promotion because you're unwilling to ask. And so I want to use this episode to reflect on the skills that you need to get a raise, to get a promotion, or to impress your boss. And with that, I'm going to give you some book recommendations that will go along with that. So sticking with the theme of this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about books. So batten down the hatches, hold on to your horses. There are going to be 17 book recommendations today. So We don't have time to waste, so I'm going to go ahead and start. The number one skill that will get you promoted is taking ownership of your job. We have an epidemic of blaming others in the workplace. When you take ownership, you set yourself apart from your peers. Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink will help you Take ownership in your life and work. And the reality is, if we don't take ownership at our job, we are leaving ourselves to the whims of a boss or company that we can never trust or never know. The reality is that in today's world, it's a completely different job environment. And so we need to take ownership, not because we care about the company, which we can and we should, but because we care about our career. And taking ownership puts you in control of your career. Skill number two is we need to self-assess our strengths and weaknesses. Identifying your strengths and weaknesses lets you know the skills to lean into and what you need to improve on. A way that I've done this is the Strengths Finders 2.0 book. It has an accompanying quiz and it's a great resource to help you identify what your strengths and weaknesses are in the workforce and what types of roles or what types of projects will be good for you. By leaning into these things, We're going to be working in things that are close to our area of genius, you might call it. And by knowing what our weaknesses are, it allows us to work on those things that we need to improve because, say, we're in a role that we need to improve those things. But then it also 
allows us to identify what the people around us are good at and where we can trust and rely on them because we make each other better together. For me, when I took this uh, report, I had uh, my top three. My first one was learner. My second one was analytical. And my third one was competition. And I can completely agree with all of those. I probably should retake it because it's been four or five years. See how it's a little bit different, how my role has changed and how my life has changed. But I think those are still pretty good. I enjoy learning, continuously improving. I enjoy breaking down uh, situations and how things might change and, and really analyzing the different criteria. And then I enjoy a competition. And that's part of why I've grown and done well in a number of things when I've talked about my podcast and social media is that I have this competitive nature that's driving me to try harder and harder. I would love to hear what your strengths are. If you have taken it, feel free to send that to me. Number three is we want to take and make the extra effort. To get ahead, it's a requirement that you do more than others to stick out. I just recently read a book by Mark Randolph, who is the co-founder and first CEO of Netflix. And he had eight rules that he lived by that were based off of his father. And he talked about doing 10% more, which I like that rule. I like the rule of doing 10% more because it means that we are in some ways competing with those around us. And that's going to make us push and strive hard to keep doing more and more. And it's going to get us ahead and help us achieve a lot. Mark says in the book, he says, when it comes to make your dream a reality, one of the most important weapons at your disposal is dogged, bullheaded insistence. The book to actually go along with that make extra effort is a book called Grade It Work by Morton Hansen. The subtitle says how top performers do less, work better, and achieve more. Number four is be reliable. Those who are trusted get the best projects. Those who perform on the best projects get the promotion. So better performance is going to come from reliability. And the book on this is Deep Work by Cal Newport. If you can be less distracted than those around you and you can get into a state of deep work, you're going to be more reliable because you're not going to have problems hitting your deadlines. Number five, we need to think outside the box. Those who think differently and perform get ahead. In the book, The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz, it teaches you how to think and dream creatively so you can get the most out of your job and impress your bosses and coworkers. Coming up with solutions that they aren't expecting is a great way 
to contribute to a team. Number six, we want to focus on what's important. And in some ways, this goes back to the book, Deep Work. It says those who can identify the most important problems and then do them will be the ones who get ahead and succeed. The book Essentialism by Gregory McCune helps you identify what's essential and how to do less and get more done. Number seven, organize your tasks. Sticky notes, emails, planners, and the latest app on your phone are systems that are messy and overwhelming. The reality is, is we always feel like we're unable to keep up. We always feel like we're behind. The way that you can be better organized, this goes back to the the last one as well. Being better organized is going to make you more reliable. The book I recommended here is none other than Getting Things Done by David Allen, one of my favorites. He lays out a system to make sure that you capture all of your tasks, get them into um, his system that assures that you won't miss following up on those tasks. And you only have to be reminded or told to do things once. I will combine the next two, eight and nine. We want to be a self-directed learner and a self-directed worker. When you take responsibility for your growth, when you learn outside of your day job, you take control of your career. And when you then take those learnings and apply them to your day-to-day job, you're going to be noticed by your coworkers and your bosses. The reality is the best employees don't just work to their job description. They work to their job's intent. And so we want to be someone that can be self-directed and be able to look at our job description, look at the expectations of our bosses, and know what the ultimate goal is. And then instead of just doing the bare minimum, working towards that goal, that is going to impress and that is going to lead to better outcomes at work. The book I recommended here is What Got You Here Won't Get You There by Marshall Goldsmith. He talks about the bad habits that are holding you back and how to help fix them. And so by looking at these habits, we can become more self-directed in our work and in our learning. Number 10, we need to rebound from failure. The reality is, is we can't ignore failure. We can't get around failing. Failing is a part of business. Failing is a part of life. It is our response to that failure that's going to help us succeed. In John Maxwell's book, Failing Ford, he teaches you how to make failure your friend. Number 11 on the skills that you need to have to get a promotion or raise is we want to ask better questions. The best questions reveal things nothing else could have revealed. In the book, The Coaching Habit by Michael Bungay Stainer, he gives you seven core questions to ask to help you unlock you and your team's potential. When we ask better questions, we can show that we're interested. We can show that we have knowledge. 
and we can show that we value the opinion of that person. And so all of those things are huge benefits and get you information that you could not get if you just talked and talked and talked. Number 12, we want to become a better collaborator. Uh, It's imperative, especially in today's work environment, when so many people are remote, that we collaborate with each other and we're able to work together in a team. The Five Dysfunctions of a Team book by Patrick Lencioni will show you five common dysfunctions and how to overcome them to build a better team. Number 13, negotiate for yourself. Those who can communicate their value effectively win. The reality is you are likely not telling people what you're doing enough. You're likely not being visible enough, not being vocal enough, and you're likely not keeping track of the things that you're accomplishing. So one of the first things that we need to do is keep track of what we accomplish. The book Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss teaches you how to negotiate and gives you nine strategies that you can apply to get a raise or promotion. This will help you not only in work, but it'll help you in life as well, because it will help you identify the tactics that people use, and it will help you counteract those tactics so that you can better relate to people and have fair negotiations. The reality is, is that most people don't negotiate for themselves in their job. They just let their job hand down whatever it is they may. The 14th skill we need is we need to be persuasive. We need to practice the art of persuasion. Sometimes you need to change the minds of those around you, or sometimes you just need to be able to state your opinion clearly and persuasively. Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People will show you how to make people like you and win them over so that they think the way that you think. Number 15, we want to be proactive. Instead of going to your boss with a problem, we want to present them with the solution to that problem. By going and doing that, it shows that we've thought about it. Even if we're wrong, we're showing that we're trying to think through things before we approach. And in those situations, we'll then be corrected and then we'll know the best action for the next time. And we've actually learned a lot more in that process of trying to solve that problem. This is the first habit of Stephen Covey's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And so I'd encourage you to pick up that book. Number 16, we want to help those around us. When you help others, you create allies. When you create allies, you create people that later on down the road are going to help you. In Adam Grant's book, Give and Take, it approaches managing your relationships in a revolutionary way and shows why givers succeed in the long run. And so this is a good one to understand the art of how to give and not be taken advantage of and why that is so successful. 17, we want to increase our confidence. It doesn't matter how good we are if we don't carry ourselves well. And so you need 
to exude the confidence that you have internally. The book Presence by Amy Cuddy will show you how to improve your body language and mindsets to project a more confident self. So that is the list of 17. I hope that this was helpful. The reality is one of the easiest levers you can pull or one of the biggest levers you can pull is getting a raise or getting a promotion. If you take control of your outcomes at work, if you take control of your career trajectory, you will be able to reach your financial goals so much quicker. So I'd encourage you to ask these questions. Do you have these attributes? Where are you lacking? What do you need to work on? It is important that we analyze where we're headed in our careers, and it's important that we are proactive and then attacking those options and those solutions. The reality is no one is going to take control of your career. Only you can do that. In the show notes, I will link these books. I'll actually link a thread where I've linked these books. And I hope that you have a great week and that you will take action this week, which is what we so often talk about. Thank you for joining. Thank you for listening today. We'd love for you to subscribe and share the podcast if there's someone that you think could gain from this episode. Until next week, remember, healthy financial decisions are intentional financial decisions. Intentional decisions this week lead to a healthy financial future. Start today, and we'll see you next week.